Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Olivia. I'm Ian. And my name's Alyssa. Cheers. Cheers. Early you guys morning. had a good clink on your end. I like that. <laughs> it's hard to get the, a good uh, cheers clink virtually. Yeah, we're, uh, we're very accustomed to it, so <laughs> we do it <pretty> often. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, welcome back on the show, Ann Arbor Distilling Company. Definitely glad to have you guys back. We've uh, talked about absinthe. Uh, we've talked about liqueurs and schnapps. Now we're here to talk about something unique to you guys, Michigan whiskey, which... I'm super excited to talk about, uh, but before we get into that, uh, just kind of quickly uh, want to hear kind of how did your guys, because as we know, there's this been this, this kind of shelter in place thing kind of going on. Um, yeah. So kind of wondering how that went for you guys and, and uh, kind of what that experience was like. As it was for um, a lot of other businesses, it was quite a surprise for us. You know, one day we were open and then the next day we had to shut our doors we were lucky enough, though, to um, be a facility that can make hand sanitizer. <laughs> so it kind of just, it started as, hey, like, you know, if you use our, our base alcohol, that essentially is hand sanitizer, right? And so we were, you know, already kind of thinking about, you know, advertising that to people. And then within a few days, it became kind of a trend for distilleries, craft distilleries to start making hand sanitizer because it was just so needed for everybody. Um, so we just went to work, uh, started making a lot. Our first week, we were actually just giving it away. So we had anyone that needed it come into our tasting room and they could bring their own bottles to fill. Uh, we were just donating to um, different organizations, which we, um, we did a lot over the past few months, donating to different organizations. And then we did reach a point where we had to start charging for it just because it is something we have to make but that has been kind of a whole new pivot i guess you could say in our business uh is the sanitizer so we're still selling it now i don't think any of us really thought that that would be what we were primarily <laughs> making this year <laughs> right. um, yeah but um Alyssa, do you want to say a little bit about the hand sanitizer yeah so the hand sanitizer is um, very craft. <laughs> it's, um, pretty much grain to grain to bottle. Yeah. Um, grain to donated bottles. Grain to donated <laughs> bottles. So, so, out of curiosity on that, so so it's are you just taking like what would otherwise be, I don't know, a, a, a gin or a whiskey or whatever? I mean, uh, it's just that. Go ahead. Yeah, vodka. Um, it was largely, but it would have turned into gins or vodkas. It wouldn't have been whiskey just because of the way the distillation is. Uh, but yeah, we did have to sacrifice a lot of our gin production and vodka production to be able to do a hand sanitizer. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And, and do you further distill it to, to make it stronger or is it just good as is? Um, well, the, yeah, so the, the base spirit of gin is something called neutral grain alcohol, which is 95% alcohol, which is- oh, wow the azeotrope you can't really get higher than that um and then you redistill that to turn it into gin and it comes over at a lower percentage vodka 
is at 95% alcohol when it comes off the still and then you add water to prove it down to like 40 or whatever you're going to do. So essentially what we're doing is just vodka not proof down. Got it. Okay, nice. Interesting. I've, I've kind of curious about that because I noticed a lot of, as you noted, a lot of the distilleries were making that available shortly after, which I thought was brilliant because there was initially a shortage and then now all of a sudden, <laughs> not so much. But that was my other question is, is what did you guys, I mean, did you make it or did you have to like kind of, as you noted, sacrifice alcohol that was designated for other things in order to make it? And it sounds like that, that was the case. Both. Uh, we we made it specifically for hand sanitizer and we had to sacrifice alcohol that was set aside for gin as well. And, and are you guys going to continue this as, as a, an ongoing kind of a product or is this something you think you might phase out just out of curiosity? They did mention that they wanted to continue just having it um, just because it's a nice thing to have and if people need it and on top of that, it kind of sounds like COVID might be coming back. So <laughs> yes. you should probably just keep it on hand. Yeah. Very smart. Okay. So now you guys have reopened. You guys, the doors are back open again now. How's that going for you? And, and uh, what's that experience been like? It's going decently well. We were actually very lucky during the time that we were closed, just from the support of our customers um, purchasing our products online and coming to pick them up, kind of curbside orders. And then that's kind of extended into um, us being open. So there's kind of this overlap of people still purchasing online and picking up um, as well as coming in for a cocktail. So that's been nice to kind of see this support of people in Ann Arbor, people all around the state, um, really wanting to just make sure that we stay open. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. And I mean, there are a ton of people that either had never been here before or hadn't been here in a while. And they, you know, were like, well, we just really appreciate you as a company. So we want to come support you. Um, so it's actually been pretty successful. And then obviously we're just, you know, figuring out our kind of protocol for social distancing, only doing outside service. We're lucky enough to already have a huge parking lot outside of our facility. So we have extended seating out there. We have a little grassy area. Um, so there's lots of space for people to come and enjoy cocktails. But yeah, I mean, it's as it has been for other businesses, there's just the learning curve there of figuring out what works best. There have been, you know, some ups and downs and some, you know, trying to figure it out, but uh, we're doing okay, which is exciting. So <laughs> we have a system down, yes, we do have a system. Um, and so, yeah, one of the biggest things that we're really trying to kind of figure out is how to move forward with events. I'd mentioned in our podcast last time that we often like to do community events and partner with nonprofits or other organizations in town. And it's just kind of, it's a weird scenario of trying to promote lots of people in one space, even if they're socially distanced. So that's something we're trying to explore right now is how to host large groups of people while making sure that we're still safe. Got it. And, and that's also, of course, assuming that, you know, as noted, we don't reverse and, and have to go backwards first. So Right. It's a crazy world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, as noted, I'm excited to be here and talk about Michigan whiskey. So let's put all that 
yucky COVID stuff <laughs> behind us, and let, let's talk about exciting things here. We did an episode in the past, uh, uh, the Unsophisticated Palate did, a high level kind of on whiskey and bourbons, uh, scotches and things like that. But that said, did not have a, a intelligent and knowable uh, distiller on for that. And so would love to kind of get your take on how would you define whiskey if someone came up to you and asked you, what, what is whiskey? Well, I could tell you the legal definition of whiskey, which would just be a spirit derived from grain, not distilled over 80% alcohol and not barreled over 61.25% alcohol. So that's, <laughs> that's whiskey. So that being said, <laughs> just about anything that falls within that can be a whiskey. Like bourbon is a specific kind of whiskey so it has to have at least 51% corn in that it has to be barreled in new unused oak barrels. Straight bourbon, of course, has to be barreled for two years or longer and then you have barreled in bond, which is, um, you know, four years. And then rye whiskey has its own. So everything, it's kind of like an umbrella term for a lot of different spirits. Um, scotches obviously have to be from Scotland and so on. Uh, what we have here is kind of our own creation. That's an answer to like Tennessee whiskey and so on. So this is Michigan whiskey. And because we are the first distillery to make this, because we created it, <laughs> um, we came up with our own definition. So for Michigan whiskey, it has to be four grains, mostly corn. All those grains have to come from Michigan. And then after being aged in barrels, we infuse it with cherrywood charcoal. So it's got a little bit of a smoky flavor. Yeah, and, and I definitely noticed that smoky flavor. So. We're, I want to kind of talk through this a little bit. So it's the four grains. Uh, is there a reason you kind of went with the four grains or required the four grains? Is that balance or I, what kind of some of the thinking behind that? Yeah, that was, that was the most balance that we could find is the corn, wheat, rye, and barley. Got it. And then of course, I love that it all has to be local. So grown it's the assumption is grown and well i guess it has to be harvested as well if it's grown there in in michigan correct correct okay and then barrel aging uh it, it just it has to be barrel age is there any kind of again because as, as noted like for tennessee whiskey other things like that there's certain times or limits on it do you have anything that direction you guys have have on what you're doing because again um, it has to be barrel aged we don't specify you know, what type of barrel we use, old bourbon barrels. Um, ah. so for, for our bourbon, we also use some rye barrels. So you get that nice mixture. Nice, nice. Okay. And then the key, I think, is a, a big part of what you're doing, which is adds a lot of that, is the, the cherry wood charcoal. So can you talk a little bit about that process, how that works, what that is? Yeah. So use cher Michigan cherry wood. And you can either smoke it yourself or just find some already made. And the process is largely like infusing a tea. So we get a large bag and fill it up with this cherry wood charcoal. 
and just dip it in the Michigan whiskey to taste. Got it. I like that. And, and the cherry wood is again, just from the cherry tree and you're like, is it smoking it? So it's basically like a charcoal, like you would just cook yeah. something on it basically, right? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So what does that, I mean, I kind of know, I mean, when I've tasted it and I've got, I've got some right here, fortunately I was wise enough <laughs> to uh, acquire a bottle for, uh, while I was there and purchase one from you guys, because you guys said, you guys had mentioned it uh, when we were previously recording. And I said, well, I had to taste it. I tasted it and I had to walk out with the bottle. So <laughs> it's that good. So I definitely, you, you noted the smokiness to it, I think. And that uh, clearly comes from the, uh, the cherry wood charcoal then, but how else would you kind of talk about and or taste what makes it a little bit more different or unique? Well, I'd say that being a whiskey, we don't really have to follow the bourbon guidelines, but this largely does. So we use mostly corn and then equal parts wheat and rye, and then just a small amount of barley. So that's kind of like our mash bill that we found the best balance. Yeah, and, and it is, it's very, and I think, cause as you noted that, that balance, it's very smooth. I don't know. And, and I'm, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's come from the barrels or something, but I, th I actually, again, I get the smoky, but it call me crazy, but I get just a hint of almost, and maybe it's just in my head from the cherry wood, but just even a hint of cherry in there. Am I insane? No, you're, that would definitely be coming from the cherry wood. Yeah. So that I, I've tasted that too. When I, we've, we're doing research and development of just the taste and flavor of just the cherry wood. But yeah, there's no, no other additives other than that. Outstanding. Uh, very excited that, that Ian uh, joined us here again today. Thanks, Ian. And uh, because when you have a really good whiskey like this, you obviously want to do it in mixed drinks. And so, uh, as being our mixed drink specialist uh, from the last few episodes, wanted to talk about that. I'm going to cheat and start and steal probably one of yours right off the bat because I had one with this last night. Uh, and actually, that wasn't the first one, but a, an old fashioned. It was really good, I think, uh, because it has a little bit of the cherry and I muddled the cherries in there and everything else. And again, with the hint of the cherry wood and the smokiness and everything else, that was an amazing old fashioned. <laughs> so I stole that one from you. I apologize, but I got too excited about it to, to talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So what other things would you kind of recommend doing specifically with this? What, what else might they want to do? Uh, well, our whiskey specifically works really well in an old fashioned like that you made. I also like to do Manhattans with this one. Uh, it just has a nice balance to it, so it works really well with the other flavors going on in a Manhattan, as well as... Well, I'm going to pause you, and so I've got to confess, I've not had a lot of Manhattans in my day, so what, what is a Manhattan, and what, what else would go into that? A Manhattan has um, some sweet red vermouth in it, as well as the whiskey, a little bit of like a lemon twist in there too, um, or orange, depending on what you have and want to use in there. And I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. Manhattans are very balanced. And since this is a very balanced whiskey, 
it would go perfectly with that as well. My personal favorite thing to do with our Michigan whiskey is to put it in a sour uh, okay. an egg white because that's a classic way to make a whiskey sour uh, with a few drops of bitters on top, which uh, whiskey sour, for those that don't know, is whiskey, simple, egg white, and lemon juice. And it makes it very foamy, bright, a little sweet. And since they're from the large amount of corn that is in our whiskey and even the cherry wood, there's this natural kind of sweetness to our whiskey that plays really well in that. Uh, with the sweetness also, if you need a little kick in the morning, an Irish coffee with our whiskey is, <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, I can see that good in an Irish coffee for sure. Um, I can see that tasting delicious. Awesome. Uh, okay, any other thoughts or drinks, things you might do with, with, uh, with this Michigan whiskey? Well, our, our kind of original inspiration when we created Michigan Whiskey was the perfect companion for camping. So mm -hmm. that was what we really were pushing. This, this was last year that you should definitely, if you're going camping, make sure you take a bottle of Michigan Whiskey with you. I'd highly agree with that. <laughs> highly agree that, that, that this would be a great, I mean, again, with some of the smokiness in there, and again, it is really balanced. This would be great around a campfire, just kind of sipping on it, right? Right. That was uh, a lot of what we were pushing is, you know, it's your campfire whiskey. Um, we actually had a, a campaign going that was find your campfire. So that was uh, a fun summer last year, <laughs> drinking the whiskey around the fire. And, you know, we had all sorts of people send us photos of them drinking the Michigan whiskey around their campfire and their, you know, northern homes or whatever. So yeah, this the Michigan whiskey is pretty special to us. All all of our products are pretty special, obviously, but there's a big connection to the state of Michigan with this product. So definitely. And I just had this little like light bulb go off. This would be delicious with s'mores. So some oh, s'mores. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have a sweet tooth. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do have a sweet tooth. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is true. Um, but it, it would pairs nicely with schmores. That's that's my yeah, uh, tagline. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You could even cook with it, um, mixing it in with some baked beans by a fire. Oh. oh. Very good. That sounds delicious. I never thought of that. <laughs> I never thought of that either. A little a little whiskey, especially this inside some baked beans. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Great. Anything else we want to kind of share or talk about uh, as far as Michigan whiskey goes? I think we covered a lot of those facets. Yeah, I think so too. Is the Michigan whiskey, is this available, I'm assuming, year-round then? Yes. Yeah. If somebody wanted, well, let's talk a little about how they, somebody, if they wanted to get more information on Michigan whiskey or they needed to get themselves a bottle, uh, which I highly recommend. And I actually need to get another one because I've been milking this one <laughs> um, and, and just kind of nursing it, just taking it on special occasions only. So I just need to get a couple so then I can just drink it whenever I want because I wasn't sure when I was going to get more. So if somebody wanted to get more and or any of your other beverages, as noted, you got the absinthe, the liqueurs, the gins. What am I? I'm sure I'm missing something. Vodkas. There you Vodkas, go. Vodkas. Bourbon. bourbon. We actually are coming out with a new product next week. 
It's our version of uh, the Peruvian spirit Pisco, but we're calling it Misco. Um, <laughs> M-I, Misco. So that will be in our product line as well. And we love a good Pisco here. The Unsophisticated Palette was lucky enough to be in Peru and do an episode on Pisco in Peru. So oh, wow. um, we'll have I'm to looking forward to, to the Misco. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But to answer your question about getting our products, if you go to our website, annarbordistilling.com, there are options there for either ordering online on our Square website or for out-of-state shipping. It will kind of direct you to the website and kind of show you how to order that way. So it's all on our website, all the information's there. If you do have a question that isn't answered through our website, give us a call at our tasting room. Um, we're happy to answer questions or walk you through how to order um, our different products. <clears throat> Definitely, and if Ann Arbor, uh, and you have the opportunity while this window is open, go visit. <laughs> That's obviously the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, beautiful building, we talked about that in, in one of the past episodes, uh, great location. So. Uh, definitely do that. And if not, check out the website and, and get some shipped. Perfect. For more information about the Unsophisticated Palette, you can go to theunsophisticatedpalette.com. Please do share with uh, friends, neighbors, and everybody else. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. 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 That is good. Awesome. <laughs> it's a little bit early on the West Coast to be drinking, but it's it's uh, worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of early here too, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.